week-long history. Jacques Cartier, Journey 2.6 Canada's people, their beliefs, animals and rivers. Hello everyone and welcome to Jacques Cartier's journey up the St. Lawrence River in the 1530s. This is the sixth episode in Journey 2 and we're covering three journeys altogether in a total of 15 episodes here. So if that's of interest, please do subscribe to be informed of when the remaining episodes are released. And if you haven't listened to earlier episodes, I'm sure they're just a few clicks away. In the previous episode, Cartier explored the area today known as Montreal, and he was treated almost like a god by the people. Then he headed back down the river to the area today known as Quebec City, where he was shown a gruesome example of the rivalry between different groups of people in the area. These were the skins of the people they'd been fighting against the Tudamani. In this episode we'll hear more about the people that Cartier meets, about their belief system and about the animals and wildlife in the area. We'll hear again from those two local people who were taken back to France on the first voyage and have now come back with Cartier. They were called Tainuanyi and Domagaya. Right, before we get going, just a reminder that there's plenty to explore on Long History if you're interested in the Age of Exploration. We've got many documents about the early colonisation of the Philippines, as well as documents about the early exploration of the Pacific Ocean by the Spanish. There's lots to explore, either on your podcast provider or on our website longhistory.net. This is Jacques Cartier, Journey 2, Part 6, Canada's People. Their beliefs, animals and rivers. The manner how the people of that country live and of certain conditions, of their faith, manners and customs. Chapter 10 This people believe no wit in God, but in one whom they call Kudraini. They say that often he speaketh with them and telleth them what weather shall follow, whether good or bad. Moreover, they say, that when he is angry with them, he casteth dust into their eyes. They believe that when they die, they go into the stars, and thence by little and little descend down into the horizon, even as the stars do, and that then they go into certain green fields, full of goodly fare and precious trees, flowers and fruits. After that they had given us these things to understand, we showed them their error, and told them their Kudraini did but deceive them, for he is but a devil, and an evil spirit, affirming unto them that there is but one only God who is in heaven, and who giveth us all necessaries, being the creator of all himself, and that only we must believe in him, moreover, that it is necessary for us to be baptised, Otherwise, we are damned into hell. These and many other things concerning our faith and religion we showed them, all which they did easily believe, calling their kudraini aguaida, that is to say, naught, so that very earnestly they desired and prayed our captain that he would cause them to be baptised, and their lord, and Tainuanyi, Domagaya, and all the people of the town came unto us, hoping to be baptised. But because we did not thoroughly know their mind, and that there was no body could teach them our belief and religion, we excused ourselves, desiring Tainuanyi and Domagaya 
to tell the rest of their countrymen that he would come again another time and bring priests and chrism with us, for without them they could not be baptised. Which they did easily believe, for Domagaya and Tainyuanyi had seen many children baptised in Brittany whilst they were there, which promise, when they heard, they seemed to be very glad. They live in common together, and of such commodities as their country yieldeth, they are indifferently well stored. The inhabitants of the country clothe themselves with the skins of certain wild beasts, but very miserably. In winter, they wear hose and shoes made of wild beast skins, and in summer, they go barefooted. They keep and observe the rites of matrimony, saving that every one weddeth two or three wives, which, their husbands being dead, do never marry again, but for the death of their husbands wear a certain black weed all the days of their life, besmearing all their faces with coal dust and grease, mingled together as thick as the back of a knife, and by that they are known to be widows. They have a filthy and detestable use in marrying of their maidens, and that is this. They put them all, after they are of lawful age to marry, in a common place as harlots, free for every man that will have to do with them, until such time as they find a match. This I say because I have seen by experience many houses full of those damsels, even as our schools are full of children in France to learn to read. Moreover, the misrule and riot that they keep in those houses is very great, for very wantonly they sport and dally together, showing whatsoever God hath sent them. They are no men of great labour. They dig their grounds with certain pieces of wood, as big as half a sword, on which ground groweth their corn, which they call a fissy. It is as big as our small peasant. There is great quantity of it growing in Brazil. They have also great store of musk millions, pompions, gourds, cucumbers, peasan, and beans of every colour, yet differing from ours. There groweth also a certain kind of herb, whereof in summer they make great provision for all the year, making great account of it, and only men use of it, and first they cause it to be dried in the sun, then wear it about their necks, wrapped in a little beast skin, made like a little bag, with a hollow piece of stone or wood like a pipe. Then, when they please, they make powder of it, and then put it in one of the ends of the said cornet or pipe, and laying a coal of fire upon it, at the other end suck so long that they fill their bodies full of smoke, till that it cometh out of their mouths and nostrils, even as out of the tunnel of a chimney. They say that this doth keep them warm and in health. They never go without some of it about them. We ourselves have tried the same smoke, and having put it in our mouths, it seemed almost as hot as pepper. The women of that country do labour much more than the men, as well in fishing, whereto they are greatly given, as in tilling and husbanding their grounds, and other things. As well the men as women and children, 
are very much more able to resist cold than savage beasts. For we, with our own eyes, have seen some of them, when it was coldest, which cold was extreme raw and bitter, come to our ships stark naked, going upon snow and ice, which thing seemeth incredible to them that have not seen it. When, as the snow and ice lieth on the ground, they take great store of wild beasts, as fawns, stags, bears, martens, hares and foxes, with diverse other sorts whose flesh they eat raw, having first dried it in the sun or smoke, and so they do their fish. As far forth as we could perceive and understand by these people, it were a very easy thing to bring them to some familiarity and civility, and make them learn what one would. The Lord God, for his mercy's sake, set thereunto his helping hand when he seeth cause. Amen. Of the greatness and depth of the said river, and of the sorts of beasts, birds, fishes, and other things that we have seen with the situation of the place. Chapter 11 The said river beginneth beyond the island of the Assumption over against the high mountains of Ognedo, and of the seven islands. The distance over from one side to the other is about thirty-five or forty leagues. In the middest it is above two hundred fathom deep. The surest way to sail upon it is on the south side, and toward the north, that is to say, from the said islands, from side to side, there is seven leagues distance, where are also two great rivers that come down from the hills of Saguenay, and make diverse very dangerous shelves in the sea. At the entrance of those two rivers we saw many and great store of whales and seahorses, over thwart the said islands, there is another little river that runneth along those marish grounds about three or four leagues, wherein there is great store of waterfowl. From the entrance of that river to Ochelaga, there is found to be about three hundred leagues distance. The original beginning of it is in the river that cometh from Sogonay, which riseth and springeth among high and steep hills. It entereth into that river before it cometh to the province of Canada on the north side. That river is very deep, high and straight, wherefore it is very dangerous for any vessel to go upon it. After that river followeth the province of Canada, wherein are many people dwelling in open boroughs and villages. There are also in the circuit and territory of Canada, along and within the said river, many other islands, some great and some small, among which there is one that containeth above ten leagues in length, full of goodly and high trees and also many vines. You may go into it from both sides, but yet the surest passage is on the south side. On the shore or bank of that river, westward, there is a goodly, fair and delectable bay or creek, convenient and fit for to harbour ships. Hard by, there is in that river one place very narrow, deep and swift running, but it is not passing the third part of a league, over against the which there is a goodly high piece of land, with a town therein, and the country about it is very well tilled and wrought, 
and as good as possibly can be seen. That is the place and abode of Donna Connor, and of our two men we took in our first voyage. It is called Stada Connor. But before we come to it, there are four other peopled towns, that is to say, Irast, Stornatan, Tyla, which standeth upon a hill, Skitardin, and then Stadagona, under which town toward the north the river and port of the Holy Crosses, where we stayed from the 15th of September until the 16th of May, 1536, and there our ships remained dry, as we have said before. That place being passed, we found the habitation of the people, called Tegenondai, standing upon an high mountain, and the valley of Ocelai, which standeth in Champagne country. All the said country, on both sides of the river, as far as Ocelai and beyond, is as fair and plain as ever was seen. There are certain mountains far distances diverse rivers descend, which fall into the said river. All that country is full of sundry sorts of wood and many vines, unless it be about the places that are inhabited, where they have pulled up the trees to till and labour the ground and to build their houses and lodgings. There is great store of stags, deer, bears and other such sorts of beasts as conies, hares, martens, foxes, otters, bears, weasels, badgers and rats exceeding great and diverse other sorts of wild beasts. They clothe themselves with the skins of those beasts, because they have nothing else to make them apparel withal. There are also many sorts of birds, as cranes, swans, bustards, wild geese, white and grey, ducks, thrushes, blackbirds, turtles, wild pigeons, lenites, finches, redbreasts, stairs, nightingales, sparrows and other birds, even as in France. Also, as we have said before, the said river is the plentifulest of fish that even hath any of man been seen or heard of, because that, from the mouth to the end of it, according to their seasons, you shall find all sorts of fresh water fish and salt. There are also many whales, porpoises, seahorses, and at hoitus, which is a kind of fish that we had never seen or heard of before. They are as great as porpoises, as white as any snow, their body and head fashioned as a greyhound. They are wont always to abide between the fresh and sea water, which beginneth between the river of Saguenay and Canada. Although we've given this episode the title Canada's People, Their Beliefs, Animals and Rivers, the title we've given to this episode is perhaps too broad in our sense because we're referring to Canada as a whole whereas in this episode Canada seems to be quite a specific place just one region amongst many in the area I hope you've enjoyed that episode and if you have please do give it a like before you move on don't forget to share it if you can that would really be a great help if you'd like more don't forget to explore our website longhistory.net or have a look round your podcast provider. We have over 300 episodes now, so there's plenty to explore about the age of exploration. Thank you for listening, everyone. This was Jacques Cartier, Journey 2, Part 6. Canada's people, their beliefs, animals and rivers. Goodbye.